the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We are also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP and mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, I'm guessing, the 28th of December, and we are here to handicap a full slate of Premier League games um, from Saturday the 30th. Is that right? Yes. No, Friday the 30th. Friday the 30th. I've got it. It's under control, but... Uh, Friday the 30th of December to um, Sunday the 1st of January. Um, yeah, there's just there's no days off. To, like Tomorrow's the only day off all the way through to the 5th of January. So one day it just goes into the next. So it's very much a, uh, very much a, moving, a moving feast at the moment. Uh, but feasting is the right word because uh, we have been doing that, Baz. We've been feasting over Christmas, but we've been feasting on winners uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. It's been a very good Christmas on all fronts. Uh, as you say, for anyone who listened to our first episode, we absolutely feasted. Uh, couldn't have got the Premier League off to a better start. Um, hit everything, but we'll go into that as we go through the games. Um, but absolutely flying. Uh, so, yeah, very good. Yeah, we did. We did absolutely. Uh, we're going to go game by game before we uh, take you through the games that start on Friday. So, uh, first things first, Baz, um, we'll get the festivities and the merriment out of the way. Um, I've got a feeling that the old banners are going to fall down here, Baz, um, because all this shit was shoved out into another room, uh, sitting around Mine's the Christmas right. table. Mine's uh, all right. Mine's going to stay Yours there. is, well, yeah, yours is all right. We'll come on to yours. But I think the because uh, it's been out there and it's been freezing, I think the blue tax lost its uh, structural integrity. So if you want to get a bet on that falling down, um, that that's definitely an option. Um, yeah, Christmas was all very well. I enjoyed. I, I did me duck and me guinea fowl and me ribeye and all that as discussed after Mary had decided we weren't allowed to leave the house. Mary later on decided at four pm that we all had to leave the house and go to my sister's. So we had to follow that decree. Don't be sister. She went a bit mad. Um, Baz, did you get that hat for Christmas? Are you, uh, no, are you in is podcasting a, from the garden? Do you want to explain a, your, a, your situation? This was the last Christmas job. So I'm back up in Newcastle. I don't know if you announced my location today, but I'm not in Bingham, in Nottingham. No, Town. I didn't. I'm back up in Newcastle, so visiting the family for the festive period. Um, so only a couple of miles down the road from you now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm here at my mum's house. I'm staying at my mum's for a few days with the missus and the kids. 
And the podcast studio tonight is in the conservatory, which doesn't get heated in the winter because you can't afford to heat your conservatory when you're not sitting in there. So I'm sat in Not there. in Newcastle, you can't, mate. That's Absolutely where my blue tack's gone cold. So I've had to go put a pair of shoes on because the tiled floor is ice cold. Uh, I've put a hoodie on and I've put a hat on. So I've got my Bingham Town hat on as it happens. Oh, nice. Sporting the, uh, the Bingham Town gear. Yes, you've got Alexander Mitrovic in the top corner. Um, uh, for yeah, a reason, so I'm sure we'll, uh, yeah, we'll so come to meet you being on fire in a little while. How was your um, barbecue turkey? turkey well, was good, just, yeah, you yeah, just take just... a swing of your wine there, Baz. Don't worry about us. I must, I must confess, I am slightly inebriated today. I've been on it since about five o'clock. <laughs> I haven't quite <laughs> broke the habit since Christmas, Boxing Day. It's sort of continued. I'm on my holidays, Malcolm. I'm, you know, right, yeah. I'm away from home. I'm on my holidays, so um, we've, we've been out to the cinema the day with the kids, done a bit of family stuff, went to watch uh, Matilda. Have you been in town? No, Silver Link, down the road. Oh, OK, you went the other way. Because I was in town this afternoon. We went we went junkyard golfing. Was the, the film of choice. Ah, uh, OK. I'm not back in, and I've been on the Negronis ever since. That's my drink of choice at the moment, is a Negroni. Um, and I'm now on the wine, because I've run out of gin. But there you go. Oh, interesting. Now we yeah, went to town today, well. like I say, we went um we went we went junkyard golfing, um, and then went to that place in the gate where you put money in holes. Uh, but I got a cocktail, I had a little rosemary something, uh rosemary based cocktail. It was quite exotic bars. I enjoyed that this afternoon. I haven't been I'm not as much of a boozer nowadays. Um and certainly can't put it away like you anyway. So I had a couple, I had a bottle of prosecco, uh involuntarily over Christmas lunch just because I, I had a change of I had no booze in because I wasn't going to booze and then the only thing I had left was all these bottles of Prosecco that I give away as prizes on the casino um, so I had to open one of them and funneled one of them so that was quite uh, metrosexual of us um, do you want to hear about the possibly the worst Christmas present of all time Baz I mean it wasn't a major present it was in me Christmas stocking do you still get a Christmas stocking nah none of that for me uh, I don't even I've got a Christmas stocking, Baz, and in my Christmas stocking was wrapped up a packet of whole soothers. What do you think of that? Oh, lovely. I mean, wait, very well. Have you, have, you I mean, have, you, have you consumed them? I've had one today, actually, just out of boredom. I just saw them and ate one, even though I'm, I'm better than enough, like, yesterday I went out in the morning for a spot of breakfast, uh, and my mother asked me to go and get some whole soothers for her. Did so, she? You know, there's a lot of people around the moment. There's a lot of people in need of these sort of things. So uh, there you go. What flavour did you get her? What colour? Uh, she's got to be menthol and it's got to be sugar-free and she's very fussy. Oh. Because like, like I've got the yellow ones. I think they're the worst ones, like, as well. Only, only in lemon or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was a particularly low-quality present. Um, I, and I think that's about it. Uh, as far as the Christmas festivities have been concerned. I missed you uh, for beers the other day because I had the in-laws when you and all your cronies were going out down the club in Heaton. Um, I had the in-laws visiting. Now, how, where, how long are you kicking around for? This is basically yeah. a conversation we should have had off air. Yes, uh, so we went out Boxing Day. It's a bit of a family <laughs> affair. All of the uh, my brothers, my cousins, my uncles, um, we go out Boxing Day, go to the local social club. It's football on telly all day. And you can drink in there until the last person leaves, um, basically, because yeah. my cousin runs the place. Um, if we want to stay in there, we'll stay in there. But we went in at two o'clock. 
We watched about <laughs> seven hours of football. Uh, Ten o'clock, the last game finished. We went and uh, went for a curry just down the road, uh, and then as soon as I finished, we went back to the club uh, and went for a few more drinks. Oh, did you? Off in there around midnight, so it was a good ten-hour session. Like, the, I mean, I say I finished at midnight. There was others. Apparently, that that bar didn't shut till five a.m. Oh um, no! It got got a bit messy. So I'm glad I probably left at a fairly sensible time. Despite you better not uh, give the name out of that, then it'll be raided. But um, actually, on that subject, this the, the recording of this podcast is interrupted. Um, there's a police van parked just across the road, bars on the corner here. Came in with its lights on, and then it's settled up and it's gone dark. It's gone dark mode, and uh, the curtains have been twitching uh, around Whitgrave Road here. And now I've had to come in here, so I'm not going to see how that ends. Like, so I'll have to wear. Uh... Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. The blue, the blue tech's given up early seven minutes. Um, so yeah, I'll have to go and see what the police van's doing later on when I get a chance. I'm going to stick this up on the fly. That's not going to work anyway. Um, right, so we're going to have a little uh, run through of our games uh, picks to sort on the Boxing Day games. I'll tell you about um, Winbet first. We'll just leave that hanging at a jaunty angle. Um, Winbet, the official online sports, speaker of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet active in a bunch of states and tons of way to win including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of. That's the end of that. Uh, great pro- promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up, receive your special offer. Bet $100 to win $100, limited to state availability. Loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So the new we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest to, uh, from now until the end of the season. Um, go to end of the year, sorry, not the end of the season. That's a different thing. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. So what we need to first talk about, Baz, is are you going to retire from this uh, Premier League gambling podcast after one week of um, hitting just about everything? Because you've uh, you've created a rod for your own back now. You could walk off into the distance, over the hill, into the sunset. We'll never see you again. And in years to come, Barry, and people will talk in hushed tones. They'll say, do you remember that Barry Penaluna? Well, he fucking one week and he just got everything right then, fucked off. He made, it'll be legendary. Or are you going to make a load of picks for this weekend, be complete shite and shatter the myth? Probably the latter. I'm, I'm hanging around. Yay, am, that's the spirit. Gonna, I am going to wear my crown for a, for a few more days. Um, so, yeah, I did. I mean, out of the eight, get, ten games we had, I reckon I've nailed eight of them. One of them was the one I didn't get right was the Everton Wolves tipped that as a draw plus two two five ninth four and obviously ninety fifth minute win at the Wolves which was the bet you went for yeah um, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll take that. at least one of us got away but but yeah eight out of ten of the games I hit right uh, I give City handicap City to win by two or more as my sort of bet of the week uh, I give my underdog of the week was Fulham at five to two. I had Fulham, I had Mitrovic to score any time for Fulham at two to one, which again, what a price that was. I mean, it's always I easy after that. that. I said it the other day, two to one for a bloke who's scoring in 75% of his games was just ridiculous. Uh, and then the fight were finished off with the treble, didn't I? I went with a parlay, team totals. Um, we had 
Liverpool to score two, Brighton to score two or more, and Man City to score three or more. So that one finished tonight. We had a couple of people on the Discord who'd followed that. That came in at plus 600, six to one. Um, so, yeah, pretty much everything I put out come, come good. And although we didn't go with sort of correct scores, we know we took our best bet from each game. But starting from that on, on uh, last week's pod, I sort of put a correct score against every game. Um, as my starting point and then worked out my best bet from that. And looking back at it tonight, I had four correct scores. I had Brentford Spurs 2-2. Two, two. Um, price Liverpool, as well, that one. Yeah, Liverpool 3-1 was down there. Chelsea 2-0. Um, and Manu Forrest I had down as a 3-0 as well. So hit hit the correct scores without backing any of them. You know, I had bets within them. Um, but actually, yeah, as you say, it's probably not going to get much better than that. But nice to get off to a good start. Yeah, um, I think I, I finished up with a, on about 13 units. Uh, if we say we took one unit on every game, bet, bet 10 units. Finished up on about 13. However, Baz, my con- my controversy um, starts with this first game, which was the Brentford versus Tottenham game. Because I took Brentford um, at 11-4 and got paid out on Brentford at 11-4 because you get paid out if they go 2-0 ahead. So, yeah. I mean, what's the... I'm, I'm, I'm not claiming it because they didn't win. We're here to make picks. And I'm sure lots of our audience, the UK-based audience, will use the firm where you get that payout. Um, and actually, it kind of fitted in quite well with how we handicapped Tottenham. Um, because we did very much say they're very vulnerable, they're funny around, they're pragmatic, they're boring, until they get forced into doing something like they did against yeah. Leeds in other games. Exactly. And then they're all right. I don't fucking get it. Like, when's the penny going to drop? I mean, I've, I've, I wrote down a couple of things tonight, again, following up. I mean, that's six games in a row in the Premier League where they've conceded the goal, first goal in the game. Yeah. Six, six times on the bounce in the Premier League. And if you include the League Cup and the Champions League with that, it goes back nine consecutive games now. They've conceded first in every game. Nine, in a, nine on the bounce is ridiculous. And they're yeah, not so, games, as you say. They do come back into it, so... Yeah, uh, so, you got that bang on. I, you know, I went for the both teams to score because the other thing I did yeah. is that you do score nearly every game, Spurs. Uh, it's not very often anyone shuts them out. Uh, so, yeah, we, we nailed that one. Yeah, we handicapped it well. So, I think in that actuality, my units ended up with about 17 on, on the week because I, I bet everything um, that I went for this weekend. So, but although the picks wise would land on about 13 because it didn't actually need the. What I'd, the other bet I had written down here was the over two and a half goals at four to five because seven out of the last eight games that the two teams had played had finished. Uh, the next game was the Crystal Palace-Fulham game. Fulham won this 3-0. Um, Fulham were ahead before the first of Crystal Palace's two red cards. Um, I had Palace money line. Yeah, it was one of my really strong fields. Um, miles away, not even close. Um, Baz, you, I've got you written down as having... Both teams to score, um, but then later on you put up Metro anytime, uh, I mean, and later on you did you did put Fulham up as your dog. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say if you if you go about Mit, Mitrovic anytime was my pick for that game. Um, what I did with the both teams to score, there was a bit of a doubt, wasn't there, over Mitrovic starting? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I said the one I really fancied was Mitrovic at twos. I thought it was a massive price. Um, there was doubt of whether he started. I said if he starts, that's that's the bet I want. Um, 
I did think both teams to score would have would have been all right. It wasn't, um, and as you say, at the end, I, I, I did put Fulham up as me. We sort of underdog of the week, five to two, so plus two fifty. But that, that yeah. it. I mean, I've looked at Mitrovic for the next game. He's eleven to ten. Um, you know, it's a home game as opposed to away. But uh, yeah, all, all worked perfectly for for me that one. Uh, and I said it was a game I liked. I, I really liked Fulham in that game. Um, yeah, you, you you had a feeling it was going to be. I tough. didn't at all. I might have to. Um rethink Fulham just because I do I mean they're sitting in ninth I think now they were up to seventh briefly after that win um, and I do think there's going to be huge regression coming or I thought I'd factored in that there was going to be huge regression coming but maybe there isn't like the, they're already they've got some key men Mikro's key uh, Polinia's key we're going to come to that in a little while um, and if they can keep on rolling then yeah I might have to change my mind about them because I was expecting them to, there's always kind of one team that sinks like a stone. I think they're going to be okay, but I can still see them finishing 16th or something. But maybe on the back of a result like this, um, maybe it might not be uh, too bad for Fulham in the second half. Uh, Everton won uh, Wolves two. Of those, uh, who aren't watching the live stream, Mitro made the Wall of Fame. So the wall oh, yeah. has, has the Mitrovic shirt on it. So every week there'll be a player who I think is deserving of a place on my wall. And this week it's Mitrovic because he won me some money and Fulham were, won me some money. So Mitrovic is the man on the wall this week. Mitro was on fire. Um, Everton won Wolves too. This served two purposes, really. It redistributed the wealth a little bit because if this had been a draw, I'd have been sitting around evens uh, sort of level and you would have been longer. You'd have been fucking out of space. However, um, Wolves did get the win. The second purpose to serve just to make me laugh my hat clean off uh, just because why not who doesn't like watching Everton get beat um, very much enjoyed that I was in a bit in a group chat with Cheney and Jordy so, and lots of people were out at different matches Cheney was at Harrogate people were so people were sending scores in from the games they were at and someone commented that it was kind of like a shit soccer Saturday on my WhatsApp group. So then at five to five in the afternoon, I managed to get in. There's been a goal at Goodison, but for who? And uh, Dave Haran wasn't particularly happy with that. So, yeah, that was funny. Um, the main thing that was was funny. Um, it put Everton right in the shit. Wolves are still in a bad situation. Um it was a bit of a weird game this one because actually Everton probably had the they got in front and probably had the better of the chances in the second half but Wolves always look dangerous on the break um, and if every anytime you get a 95th minute winner uh, as a gambler you'll uh, you'll take your luck there so yeah that, that one just robbed you a little bit Baz because you you probably handicapped it right but um, I just think the form Everton are in and the the way they're going they just seem to be spiralling out of control at the minute and and I, and I was delighted the Wolves got past them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike the result in the end. It was, you know, wasn't wasn't the result I picked, but but Everton being dragged further into the the mess was was fine. I I, I could live with that one <laughs> at that point. It was at that point I'd probably had about five or six pints and about three or four winners, so I was quite yeah. all right with that. I mean, it was during the Newcastle game, so I was sitting with Newcastle yeah. three up at that time. It it didn't uh, it didn't dampen my spirit at all. Yeah, well, that's the next game. Leicester City nil, Newcastle United three. I mean, I need to change my mindset. I think Baz as a Newcastle fan, start the chess clock on the Newcastle chat. A uh, couple of minutes. Um, is that I'm still, and it's going to be a long time because I've had forty years of this mindset of just waiting for something awful to happen. And before the game, we're thinking, you know, how they're going to start after the World Cup? Are they going to be rusty? Um, 
there was important team news as Madison going to play. Then he came through, Callum Wilson wasn't fit, and we're having to roll Chris Wood out up front. And your nerves, you think, oh, you know, I'll take a draw, I'll take it all. And then it's six minutes past three, that turned it up. And never look back. You cast your bet, your Newcastle team total, over one and a half. That cast inside six minutes. I took Newcastle outright at six to five plus 120. Um, and it was just, a, this was the probably the easiest win of the weekend for anybody. Um, and Newcastle just looks absolutely rock solid, watertight, bulletproof like against the Leicester team who aren't the best and they're missing the key man is James Madden. He's the best player. They're missing the best player. Um, but for Newcastle to go and do this so bloodlessly, I'm just not used to it. Like, and every time that I'm still scratching my head a little bit, it's odd. Yeah, I mean, I said the other day, I, I said to you after the game, I said to the people I was with before the game, I felt it was a massive game for Newcastle. You know, not because it, the result would mean anything huge in terms of our season. Um, but I just felt in terms of getting that momentum back, you know, we, we finished so strongly before the break. Um, and if we could just get off to that same start, the confidence is, is straight back in it. You feel like we're going into the next game, like we can we can win anything. Um, and had we have lost that first game back, it might have just put those little bits of doubt in people's head and, and things could have maybe sort of spiralled and we could have hit a, a, a bit of a rough patch. So I think, I think well, same for a lot of teams, really. This first game back after the break was really, really important. Um, and as you say, to do it so convincingly was uh, a huge bonus. Really, really good to see. Yeah, there wasn't actually that much um, in these first games. Tottenham were the only one. When the, when Brentford went 2-0 up on Tottenham in that in the lunchtime game, you're thinking, this could be a really weird set of results. And then after that, Newcastle won easy, Liverpool won easy, Man United won easy, Arsenal won easy, Chelsea. They all, everyone there, in fact, covered two or three goal handicaps. There wasn't even a close one um, in that top six or seven. Tottenham were the only one who wasn't. So it kind of actually very much went to form. Um, as much as we picked some a lot of plus money winners, um, the the games themselves kind of went to form, which does sort of reassure you as a handicapper that it's not going to be that complicated, that difficult to think uh, to look at. Uh, next up was Southampton one, Brighton three. Um, goals, goals, goals is all we had in this. I had down written down over two and a half at nine to ten. Both teams to score was three to four, but the over two and a half and yes for both teams to score was a plus one twenty. That was my pick six to five. I had a little bit of a panic on when Brighton was three 0 up, thinking that Southampton might just down tools and actually cash with a penalty. But yeah, any manner of that. Brighton were the lean as well. We didn't think Southampton uh, were very good. There was uh, the possibility. Um, if a new manager bounced, but I just don't think Southampton are very good at all, really. And this looked like a bit of a trap because it just looked unobvious over both teams to score kind of situation and then was pretty straightforward, really bad. Yeah, so I took the Brighton, uh, as you say, I was all over the Brighton side of it. I fancied Brighton to win. Um, my my pick from that game was Brighton to score two or more um, and it's fairly comfortable in the end. Yeah, so eleven to ten plus one ten. Brighton score two or more was a, another good win at that in, in amongst those three pm kickoffs. Uh, Aston Villa one, Liverpool three. Um, you had, excuse me, you had Liverpool on the money line uh, seven to ten. I taken Villa um, as a dog at fifteen to four. Year I put up three dogs thinking that maybe one of them would come in. 
I, t- I took Villa, I took Brentford, and I took Wolves, and managed to get Wolves over the line. So the system of thinking there was a shot in there somewhere kind of paid off. It wasn't a bad game, but I actually think Liverpool is set for a really good second half of the season. They came back and played well against Manchester City, lost 3-2 in the League Cup last week. Um, but look quite sharp here. Um, the thing that stood out for me here, Baz, although the one thing I, I wanted to talk about is Darwin Nunes, who's getting <laughs> quite a lot of stick. Um, Munaf, uh, plastic Liverpool fan, um, he was delighted with the signing of Gakpo or Sky Sports all the day have gone with Hakpo. Baz, would you, are we, do you want to go with Hakpo? Can we just I mean, change his name, have we? Yeah, we'll change his name, yeah. Um, I'm sticking with Gakpo. Um saying that Nunes is absolutely terrible. Baz, I, I absolutely love him. I think he's tremendous. And I think he's going to score billions of goals. Like, I saw, I saw there was a weird comparison to Andy Cole um, from a journalist that got a lot of traction. Um, and yet, he just keep going one-on-one and dragging it wide. I get that. But I just think at some point, I'm, I'm going to feature Nunes heavily between now and the end of the season. If it, even if it doesn't happen for him now, between... I kind of quite hope it doesn't between now and the end of the season because then I can back him next year yeah. to score 25 league. I can ladder his goals up or something. It can what go one want? or two ways, can't it? I think, I think like, as you say, he's getting, he's doing everything you want him to do other than take the goals. He's getting into great positions. His movement its just what you want to see from him. Um, and you're right, if he starts to hit the, hit the back of the net, then he could go off. Uh, he could also just become the next team of Werner, um, who was very similar at Chelsea, just got chance after chance and couldn't couldn't score save his life. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I think I think Nunes will come good. If you're a Liverpool fan, I don't think you need to be worrying too much, particularly as it was a fairly comfortable win in the end. Um, but as you say, uh, the, you know, out of Nunes, they're out of Gakpo now. Go back there, you know. Poor, poor Liverpool, you know, it wasn't that long ago Klopp was moaning how poor they were and they couldn't compete with the likes of Newcastle yet, you know, Diaz, Nunes, Gakpo, three forwards there they've signed for, you know, yeah. probably putting close to 200 million, 180 million or something like that. Yeah. Yet, you know, poor, poor Klopp keeps trying to play hard up, doesn't he? Um, but yeah. He could, so, he could go on the tit list, no problem. Funnily enough, when we talked about the tit list before and I said I had one to add, that was Jurgen Klopp um, for that reason. So he's definitely on the uh, well, tit list. I we'll wait for him, I'll wait for him to uh, do something particularly egregious and then we can uh, we can break out the tit list. Villa did all right. They were kind of competitive, made lots of chances. Um, so, yeah, remains to be seen what Emery... It was, probably wasn't the, the the greatest example of what Villa are capable of against the Liverpool side. Um and with, I think with Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, that first goal was beautiful. Um, Alexander-Arnold's ball into Robertson. Them two uh, firing again. They're a huge part of what they do. So, Yes. Arsenal 3, West Ham 1. I was um, splashing about in the bath, cheering West Ham on. And this one, they got in front. As it happens, this was the closest I've watched Arsenal for ages. Mainly just because, like, so, somehow, remarkably, Newcastle found themselves in second place. So that'll go. I'm going to watch this and see... Um, if Arsenal, um, if they, if they can't get beat here potentially, um, and Arsenal looked really good, I thought Arsenal were great. West Ham did go in one 0 up at half time, but I didn't think they deserved it particularly. Um, West Ham don't look very good at all, actually. Arsenal still just do that Arsenal thing. There's a lot of fannying about going on. I still would like to see a big strong team um, 
to, for example, Newcastle United, um, dare come up against them, which they will do next week and see what happens. But when Arsenal have played, they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten Tottenham, um, they've beaten Liverpool. So they have done it. They've had a nice run of fixtures, but they have done it. Um, and yeah, I had both teams to score no, which was pretty much goosed when that West Ham penalty went in. Uh, you took West Ham or draw, probably a bit of wishful thinking. We were both just hoping that Arsenal might take a false step in this first game back, but um, this was pretty straightforward for, for Arsenal, Bad. Yeah, I mean, it was in the end, wasn't it? I mean, they had, they had a sort of bit of a scare when West Ham go 1-0 up, um, but then there was that, it was, it was literally a 20-minute spell, wasn't it, in the second half? Uh, bang, 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 3-1, and it was game over in a, in a flash. Well-deserved, you know, taking nothing away from them, but uh, I mean, West Ham made, made a bit of a fight of it, didn't they? But uh, yeah, I mean, Arsenal, you know, can't, can't have any complaints about uh, that result, really. Yeah, this was right in the middle of the run of games. It started whittling away at my profits here when I got Villa wrong, then I got Arsenal wrong, then I wanted to get uh, Chelsea 2 born with nil. Um, the most straightforward of Premier League wins is a, a short price home favourite, beating a relegation threatened team 2 0 at home. That's just what happens. I, t- I would try to get a bit clever and took corners. Uh, got that spectacularly wrong. Um, it was a little bit unlucky early on, but it, I was never even close. So, yeah, that was a load of shit. Um, Baz, you went for the over two and a half, I believe. Um, yes. which, which I, don't Chelsea... know, I don't know what I've done here, Malcolm, because I look back at my notes from last week. And in the, on the left-hand side, I've got the correct score for every game. And for this game, I've got correct score 2-0, Chelsea. Yeah. And, and then, then bet over two and a half. Over 2.5 at 46. <laughs> um, so I, thought, I probably should have went Chelsea goals. Um but either way, yeah, I, I tipped the two and a half, which was which was a, a big error because um, Bournemouth do concede a lot of goals. And to be fair, Chelsea, once they got this to second, they looked like they could have scored any time they wanted, really, and then just didn't bother. Yeah, um, yeah, right. It was very much like the uh, Argentina games we watched over the World Cup, where as soon as they got two ahead, that was all they wanted. Uh, they didn't want the third or the fourth, but um, ah, take, take that one on the chin. This was a little run of games where we didn't really learn anything about any of the main protagonists because the next game was Manchester United 3 Forest nil. Um Manchester United win to nil was my pick. I put it up at even money um, and then I backed it, Baz. I got 11 to 8 on the night. So where the big drift came from, I've got no idea. So I kind of got another third of a point on that one. So I was delighted with that. Um, Forest weren't terrible, but actually my thought Man United played well as well. They've looked a little bit better. Uh, in the yeah. last few weeks, talk, talking about Liverpool looking a bit sharper. They've got rid of that sideshow that's Ronaldo, Rashford's playing well. Um, and Forrest made some half chances. They had a goal to slow for offside. It was a little bit unlucky. There was quite a lot of action in the Man United penalty area. Um, but yeah, that Manchester United win to nil. You took the handicap pass minus one and a half, so cash that as well. This was, again, really comfortable and straightforward win, just what you'd expect. Yeah, as you say, I think we got, got that bang on, didn't we? We knew Forrest struggle away from home. Uh, we knew the struggle to score one goal all season away from home. Um, and, we, and as I said, they're conceding an average just short of three goals away from home. So 3-0 was the thing I'd wrote down. Um, as I say, it took them on the handicap and it was it was comfortable, wasn't it, really? Again, it could have been... Man, you could have easily got four or five. They missed a couple of good chances, didn't they? Martial missed a good one. Uh, I think Anthony missed a good one. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, solid. I, I think Man U are, are a team to watch out for, certainly from our point of view as Newcastle fans. Man U are, are a danger in terms of those top four spots, aren't they? They're, they're sort of finding their way now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and the last game, which just finished around about 45 minutes ago this evening, um, Leeds United won Manchester City 3. Again, we've learned nothing about either team here. Leeds run around a lot, do mad stuff. Man City are quite good. Um, my bet was I went a little bit um, off the beaten track here, down the back roads, and picked total goal minutes at 100. And, in fact, I tipped it at 175, backed it tonight at 180. Uh, it had gone up. And that was, if you're not familiar with the market, you just add up all the goal minutes. Um, so... It finished on 233. I needed three second-half goals because the first goal was 45, second goal was 51, got me to 96. Um, so I could only win there, really, with like an 87th-minute goal after that. As it happens, we got two more goals, which shot it right over to 233. Um, I think for the US betters, I'd put up over three and a half goals at plus 110 if you couldn't find that market. So that was pretty straightforward. Again, Baz, with the... Uh, the obvious but winning pick of City minus one and a half. And the only thing I've done on this really, Baz, was at half-time I had a whole diatribe to go on about Jack Grealish and how little he contributes because he had a shocker of a first half. And I'll be honest, even in the second, and then took the wind out of his heels by getting two assists in the second half. But the first one, you could have ruled Harland in, I think. Um and then the second one, he cuts it back. But there just seemed an object, like a quality in that first half. He spooned one over. Um, then he minced one at the goalie. Then he just didn't bother connecting with another one. Um, and I know it's nothing to do with the pantomime villain thing um, with Miguel Almiron, etc. Because I'm over that. He's actually explained himself. And I don't yeah, mind Jack Grealish. Yeah, we over that now, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have mentioned that a couple of shows ago, I think. But it's just the... Um, just the, like he doesn't contribute anything, that's my whole point. And I know he got two assists in the last hour, so it sounds a bit daft saying that, but I'm I'm just really not buying him. Like, no, I mean, I see exactly the same as you have in a few WhatsApp groups where we're talking football as the game goes on, and, and lots of texts about Jack Grealish is going to get taken off at half time. Yeah, uh, what have City paid 100 million for Jack Grealish for? Um, all sorts, everyone in every WhatsApp group was Slayton Grealish. As you say, second half, he's, he's delivered what, what he's there to deliver and he put two on a plate. Um, but yeah, as you say, we haven't learned anything from the game. It's, it's exactly what we thought it would be. Uh, for me, it was a, a big one because that treble was finishing up. I needed City for three or more. So sort of yes. 40 minutes in, looking a little bit rusty. Uh, but even at that point, I felt like there was goals coming. Uh, you know, you always do with City, don't you? You're not too worried. And Leeds as well. And you know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not worried if half an hour in, it's nil-nil and you haven't got the goals you're looking for because it can change in a heartbeat. And it did, didn't it, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, really, really solid solid finish to the week there. Um, yeah, Leeds nearly got a second, actually. Gelhart rolled on just past the post, which would have set up the old grandstand finish. Um, would have knackered your bet. But, it would have um, knackered handicap, yeah. But, yeah, that was a good game. Enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, we learned nothing. Both teams... Uh, fitted into the exact um, portraits that we had of them. Um, OK, we've got the next set of games to go through, Baz. Um, we will do that once I've told you about Underdog Fantasy. Um, at Underdog, the season never ends right now. You can play their weekly Battle Royale games 
or even draft your playoff best ball team. We've also got a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdog fantasy, promo code SGPN. I entered my first um, baseball, best ball draft, which starts at six o'clock tomorrow, a slow draft, um, ready for a, nice and early for an April start. So I'm really excited about that. There's nothing more fun than drafting, Baz. I absolutely adore it. And I put two um, Super Bowl bets on tonight, Baz. I backed the Jacksonville Jaguars at 50 to 1. And I backed the Detroit Lions at 100 to 1. I had a, I had a nice little a couple of turnips on the horses this afternoon. Uh, Leopardstown was on uh, the big Irish festival. So I found myself, you know, all I was doing was levelling up my odd number. Like, um, so I was just levelling up my odd number down. So, so I levelled it up by backing the Jaguars uh, and the Lions. So, yeah, nice to have some Super Bowl futures. Moonaf was fury, furious with me. Uh, for ignoring his advice to not do that, but I did it anyway. So, uh, three or four days span, yeah, these games go over. Starting on Friday the 30th of December, there are two games, both in the evening. The first one is a 7.45 kickoff, which is a 2.45 Eastern kickoff between West Ham and Brentford. West Ham are 20 to 19, plus 105. The draws at 13 to 5, plus 260. Brentford are 5 to 2. Plus 250. Um, it's hard to analyse West Ham any further after that Arsenal game because it really wasn't the ideal situation for them. Um, on one hand, I don't think they're very good. Um, but on the other hand, they did play a very good Arsenal team. Um, Brentford were their usual selves, unpredictable. They're offensive. They look like scoring. They did score. They're then vulnerable at the back. They did concede. Um Brentford, uh, it's, it's hard, this one. I found this was quite tricky. Brentford have got eight draws from their 16 games. West Ham have lost four in a row. I'm not sure they knew how to win at the minute. Declan Rice looked a little bit off the pace as well. That, that Arsenal midfield was buzzing around him. Um, Brentford have drawn four of the last seven. My instinct here was both teams to score. Um, but then the more I looked into the stats at West Ham, I got put off that, Baz. I wasn't really having it. Um and I was leaning the draw, but again, the more and more I went into it, the more and more I kept leaning towards Brentford. Um, I just not feeling West Ham even a little bit here. So I'm going to stick my neck out again for the second time in a week. And I'm going to take Brentford here at a price of five to two, Barry. Not bad. I mean, I, I went with your first instinct, which was the both teams to score. Um, basically, a lot of the Brentford stats pointed me in, in this direction. Yeah. Scoring 75% of their away games have scored, but they've also conceded in 75% of their away games. Um, or I think they've conceded in 75% overall, home and away. Um, so Brentford have always got got goals in against them. Um, you know, West Ham at home. I, I, I can't say Brent. I just don't see the Brentford clean sheet. Um, similar to you, I think, I think Brentford... Uh, could win the game. I've actually got, when we get to the end of the show, Brentford uh, are down as my underdog of the week. Okay. Um, following on from Fulham last week. I, I, so I, I do fancy Brentford, uh, but I have picked the, both teams to score as my uh, initial pick in this game. Price is that, Baz? Uh, three to four. Um, three to four. I'm starting to write these down here. Um, 
Yeah, that was, like I say, that was my instinct. But West Ham, the West Ham angle was putting me off the more and more. I looked into that. So, um, 8 o'clock kickoff, same night, Friday, uh, 3pm Eastern time. Liverpool against Leicester. Liverpool are 3 to 10, uh, minus 3.37. The draw's at 9 to 2. Leicester are at 8 to 1. Uh, Baz, lead us off with this one. Uh, yeah, so from the first focus here really was Leicester and, and watching Leicester against Newcastle the other day. And as well as we played, I thought Leicester were absolutely garbage. They couldn't string two passes together. They offered very little threat all game. Um, you know, look, looking back at the stats of the game, they, they didn't create any big chances at all. I know Pope had a couple rammed down his throat a couple of times, but nothing, nothing that was going to trouble him. Uh, you know, they had next year in that game of, of, of under half a goal um, and came away with nothing. That was a home game for Leicester as well. They're away from home now at Anfield. Liverpool, on the other hand, away from home, scored three, created seven big chances. Uh, the XG on the game was was around the three mark. And I just think Liverpool at home, Leicester away, you know, solid performance from Liverpool. Leicester looking turgid at home the other day. I just think this will be a comfortable... I've got down a 3-0 Liverpool win. Um, and, the, and the pick I've went for is the Liverpool goals. I'll take Liverpool as I did the other day. I took them to, to score two or more. Um, but to this, you know, home game, I'll take them to score three or more. Darwin will get on the score sheet this week, and, and three or more will be fine for them. So yeah, Liverpool yeah, that three or more price. Uh, ten to eleven. Ten to eleven. Over two and a half goals team total for Liverpool. Uh, this was the one game I've kind of gone again off script a little bit. Not, not a traditional pick here. Um, Leicester having Madison back has got to be important because he's the best player by a mile. Um, but even in this situation, I don't think it's going to make much difference. Like I say, I do think Liverpool look like they were going to put a bit of a run together. Um, so um, Liverpool have won three in a row with both teams to score. But Leicester have gone no both teams to score for seven in a row. So there's no real pattern there. Um, Liverpool will hump them, I believe. Leicester can't defend set pieces. It's been a huge thing for Leicester for the best part of a season and a half now. Um, so what I've got here, Baz, is I want Nunes on my side, um, as discussed. Um, so Nunes and the big defenders is what I want here for set pieces. Go, I'm going to split some units. I've got Nunes... 4 to 1 for first goal, 11 to 10 anytime. And then I'm going to take Virgil van Dijk at 20 to 1, 13 to 2 anytime. Joel Matip at 25 to 1, 8 to 1 anytime. And Fabinho, 12 to 1, 9 to 2 anytime. So I might take two units and chop them up between them. Um, the, the set pieces are back Robertson and van Dijk, uh, Robertson and Alexander Arnold swinging a corner. Uh, Virgil or even Joel Matip will thump a header in. Uh, Nunes could score loads as well. Uh, so a little bit off script. I'm going to take some goal scorers. So that's Friday done with. Saturday, we have a uh, lunchtime kick-up. What, what? Just, just coming in there, I mean, just, just from the last podcast, when I got accused of being a bit of a fanny for picking loads of winners, which yeah. as it turned out, can I just continue? Yeah, yeah. You just picked eight separate bets in that game. Here's your, here's your pick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, that's, that's all right. If, as long as I'm clear about that, you know, if I hedge in, yeah. then that's, that's good. Yeah, you, you do you. Five of them could hit. 
It's unlikely. Matip, Matip scores first. <laughs> Van Dijk makes it 2-0. Fabinho makes it 3-0. Then Nunes scores a hat-trick 6-0. We've cashed a lot, but... Um, Wolves, Man United, 12.30 kickoff, 7.30 Eastern time. Um, Wolves are uh, 16-5, plus 320. The draw is at 13-5, plus 260. And Manchester United are 11-13, minus 117. Um... Wolves rode that look a little bit to win late against a very, very poor Everton team. Uh, Manchester United kept Forrest at arm's length in a comfortable win. Manuel playing well. Like I say, that side show, Ronaldo's gone. Rashford's going well. This, to me, I didn't get too much further than Man United on the money line here, Baz. This, I just thought it was looked really straightforward. It's a nice price. It's not a kick in the arse off even money. Um, 11 to 13, minus 117. Wolves aren't very good. Man, you were playing well. Um, Manchester United will win this. Um, and that was it, short and sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done exactly the same as you. There was, I just I just think Man, you were on the open. I thought they looked very good last night. Could easily have scored more in that game against Forest. Um, and I know Forest aren't, aren't very good away from home. Just, I don't mean Wolves that high either. So yeah, Manu money line at a similar price. Or the other, I was between the two. Man United to score two or more at ten to eleven, uh, equally appealed. So I'll, I'll take just to be different to you. I'll, I'll take the Manu to score two or more in the game at ten to eleven. I mean, realistically, you're getting a slightly better price than the money line. I don't see Wolves scoring two. So. Um, it just Wolves yeah. on terrible at the back. I actually could say that one nil man. You was kind of my my starting point for this. That was the thing. You could just see them grinding it out a little bit. But I think man, you are a, are a good price in this game. Um, but also going back to you know you went with the goal scorers in the last game, and I, obviously last week I went with with Mitrovic, who I thought was a great price at, at, in that Fulham game. But Martial, you can get just over two to one for Martial any time. In this game, and and Rashford three to one. Um, Rashford seems to be sort of getting back into a little bit of form, doesn't he? With Man United, and three to one any time goal for Marcus Rashford looks looks very tempting to me. Um, but also Martial being the sort of striker, um, although Martial is always the one that's likely to be brought off earlier. Yeah, uh, so I'd probably lean towards Rashford three to one any time. Uh, it's a little bonus pick there. Uh, I'd, I'd throw that out there for anyone that's uh, that way inclined. Uh, the three o'clock kickoffs on the Saturday, we have one, two, three, four three o'clock kickoffs, which is 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. First, which is Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. Bournemouth are nine to five plus 180. The draws at 23 to 10 um, plus 230. And Crystal Palace are six to four plus 150. Baz, this is you, Bournemouth v Palace. I haven't wrote much down here for this one. I knew you'd come to me first. Um, oh, shit, sorry. I've wrote Palace to win at 6-4. to four, So there's my pick. I've okay. wrote Bournemouth have lost five of the last six. Um, they're just not very good. Uh, and conceding two goals per game, week in, week out. Um, and if you continue to lose, you know, concede two goals a game every week and you're a team like Bournemouth who, who can't score quite so freely, you're going to lose a lot of games. Uh, Palace will be keen as anything to get back on track after the Fulham game of the weekend. And I just think 6-4, to four, Palace looks looks a decent bet to me. Uh, so I'll take Palace on the money line. OK, well, I've written down here, you can't take Palace <laughs> off that humping. Um, plus, they've only won one of seven 
away games. So I can't take six to four about the team that wins one of seven on the road. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bum fight, this one. Yeah, absolutely. They're both um, tight, aren't they? You know, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth lost five of the last six. Only um, Dr. Everton briefly fixed Bournemouth. Uh, that's the only game that they have won. Uh, there was no patterns I could discern with both teams to score or overs. Unders. Um, suspensions, obviously, for Palace had the two men sent off. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell will be missing at left-back. But Tompkins uh, will miss one game. But at Mark Gay, he should be back for Palace, I think, which is important. Um, uh, yeah, I've actually written down here, I've got nothing with a big exclamation mark with it. In that situation, Baz, I'm going to take the draw. Just looks like a horrible one-all. Um, 23 to 10 plus 230 on the draw for me. But it sounds like this is both of our least favourite games um, of this slate, so... Absolutely. I mean, I would have happily taken no bet in this game. Um, Baz. But on the, on, the, on the working that we have to pick something. Uh, yes. I, I edged Palace just for being the less, least shite team of the two of them. Uh, but yeah, let's leave that the one sport, there. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network prides itself on picking every game, Barry. Every game. This is the company ethos. Um, the... Next three o'clock game is Fulham against Southampton. This is just as exciting as Bournemouth Palace here. Fulham are even money plus 100. The draws at five to two. Southampton 11 to four plus 275. Uh, Fulham up to ninth. Um, but I don't think I'll ever want to take them at even money. Um, I don't know what would have to happen for me to want to back Fulham. It evens. Mitro is good. Uh, quite uh, succinctly Polinio's important they've won three out of eight at home uh, Southampton's road form um, won two and lost six of their eight games they've got no draws on the road uh, they have lost four in a row and they've conceded ten in the last three games so can Nathan Jones sort it out I don't know um, Fulham have scored two or more in five of seven home games Southampton keeps scoring um, the boring pick here is both teams to score, but it's very short. It's 11 to 18, minus 163, um, over two and a half. Again, this is the same as we just handicapped Southampton Brighton last week. Um, over two and a half, it's 13 to 18. That's a bit bigger, minus 138. I've got out in a limit here, Baz. Southampton team total, over one and a half, at 13 to eight. That is a price of plus 162. Uh, this game's going to finish two all. Um, therefore, well, you probably get about 14 to one on that for a start. Uh, but I'm going to take Southampton to score a couple of goals here. Uh, plus 162, 13 to eight, Bad. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with the boring pick. So uh, you mentioned the both teams to score. That's what I've sort of chalked up early on. I mean, I do, I do like Fulham. If I had to pick someone to win the game, uh, you know, pick a result, um, I think Fulham at evens at home versus Southampton or are all right. I like Fulham. I think they had, you know, before the World Cup, they lost a couple of games on the bounce. That was 2-1 against Man United, 2-1 against Man City. So no shame in losing those two games by one goal. Both of them they had Mitrovic missing. And they're a different side entirely when Mitrovic is there. He's, he's a threat. He, he's where, where, where it's all coming from. Um, prior to that, they were unbeaten in four games. Uh, so I can't see... I can't see them losing this game. I think Evans is, is all right. Um, but I did think... You mentioned the goals, you know, Fulham are scoring well enough, but Southampton also, you know, do, do all right on that front. And Fulham aren't great when it comes to clean sheets. So the both teams to score, it is short price, as you say, around 8-13. Um, but that was my pick. 
I did have a look at Mitrovic any time again, but he's 11 to 10 this week. Mm-hmm. It's a, a bit shorter this time round. Um, but yeah, I'll take the both teams to score in this game. I, I think Fulham will probably win this 2-1. Okay, next up we have Manchester City against Everton. Manchester City are the prohibitive uh, one to seven favourites here, minus seven hundred and fourteen. Uh, the draws at fifteen to two plus seven fifty. Everton are sixteen to one. There's been some money for Everton. They were eighteen to one when I handicapped them earlier on. Um, people must be piling in on Everton. Um, this is you, Baz. What have you got? Um, well, the starting point here uh, I've got down is that Everton are really shit. <laughs> um, Man City are quite good. Um, I did tell you hey. I'd been drinking tonight, so I mean, research. You don't get paid uh, enough, Baz, for this. We'll clip that. Uh, so, yeah, Everton are shit. Man City are good. Uh, I've got this down as 3 0 City, um, and I'll take another short price one here. But City to score three, I'm already at the 13. Um, Jesus, Baz. Just, just keep it simple. It, it won for me tonight. Um, I'll take it again. It is a short price, but I haven't got too many of them odds on tonight, so um, we'll stick that in there and we'll just, we'll just cash that one easily, probably by half time. So, Santa didn't bring you those balls for Christmas. However, Baz, you say, you saying probably by half time segues beautifully into my pick. I've got a plus 150 here, Baz, that I think you're going to love. Be prepared for this. Get your pen out. Um, this could be a mess. We said last week that handicapping City games is really hard because they're, yeah, they're seven to one on. Um, and you're kind of handicapping it around a baseline score of 3 0 or something like you've yeah, like you've just mentioned, especially at all. They're averaging 2.86 goals per game, Everton 0.75. What you've got to do here is find the most attractive price for whatever kind of humping you think this is um gonna gonna be. So I've got him getting smashed earlier. My bet, Barry, is uh, half-time result, Manchester City leading and over one and a half total goals at six to four. So City 2-0 up at half-time at a price of six to four here. Um, I mean, they could be 3-1 up at half-time, less likely. So yeah, 2-0 or more, uh, frankly. Um, we've watched them against Leeds tonight. They got, it was 1-0 at half-time. Probably should have been more. Jack Grealish could have had five himself. Like, um, so anything approaching that, and Everton just look ready to get beat. I don't think they've, at the minute, as it stands, this isn't the get right fixture for Everton. Everton get a home game against, I don't know, Bournemouth or, well, Bournemouth keep humping them actually. I don't know who Everton are going to beat. They'll get a couple of home games where they, they can try and break out that dogs of war mentality and the fans can set some fireworks off thinking they're being edgy and fucking um, and helping the team. Load of bollocks. But not this one. This is not going, going to go well at all. So half-time Manchester City over one and a half goals at a price of six to four. Uh, the final three o'clock game on Saturday is Newcastle United. Against Leeds, Newcastle are nine to twenty, uh, minus two twenty-two. The draws at seven to two plus three fifty. Leeds are eleven to two plus five fifty. Uh, Newcastle didn't miss a beat on their return. Had that game wrapped up by say six minutes in. They've now won six in a row in eight out of the last nine. Quite remarkable, really. They've only conceded twice in the last seven games. I think they should have Callum Wilson back as well, which means they will absolutely be at full tilt. Um, we learn nothing about Leeds tonight. Um, they run around a lot. They do some mad stuff. They do some good stuff. They do some bad stuff. 
They're going to score the odd goal here and there. They're going to concede plenty goals. Yeah, found it, trying to find an angle in here was tricky. Um, Newcastle to win and the over two and a half goals is my bet here. Yeah, that's at a price of 11 to 10 because it takes in the 2-1. Now, as much as Newcastle's defence has been absolutely outstanding, they can't keep clean sheets forever, though. Um, and Leeds are good for a goal normally around the place. But at that point, if you think Newcastle are going to win, if Leeds score, then that cash is 2-1 or better. And it does give you the safety net of 3-0 Newcastle, maybe. If Newcastle get ahead, like tonight, if Leeds are pushing to get one back, uh, Newcastle could maybe pick them off on the break. Newcastle got good options off the bench. I mean, you've got St. Maxwell who keeps coming on for 20 minutes. So there's no real respite. Uh, Jake and Murphy, they've got some pace off the bench. They keep bringing those to one. Uh, so Newcastle to win and over two and a half goals, Baz, at 11-10 for me. What have you got? Yeah, don't mind that at all. Um, I'm in my starting point here. I've got, I've got it down as a 3-0. I'm, I'm trusting in the defence. I think Newcastle at home, the place is alive, isn't it? I just I just think we'll carry on where we left off the other day. I, ho- I hope I'm right. But I think the bookies are on to Newcastle right now. Like the, the prices are getting shorter every week. So one bet that's done really good with Newcastle over the season is, is Newcastle to score two or more. Uh, I looked at this week, it's, it's one to two. It's sort of far too short to get involved. Um, so the pick I've went for at five to four, uh, plus 125, is Newcastle half-time, full-time. Uh, Leeds confer- con- concede in the first half in 70% of games. Newcastle are scoring first half goals in, in 50% or more. And as I say, I'm trusting in Newcastle to get a clean sheet. Um so then I'm looking really needing that sort of go-ahead goal in the first half has, has been important. But uh, plus money, five to four, Newcastle half-time, full-time is the pick for me. Um, I've just orchestrated a live game here for us now. Uh, Betty Bamford just sent it to the room, Baz. Um, how many Christmas presents has Betty Bamford utilised in the last half an hour? Because she's just come in now, having been in the bath. So what she used and how many she wearing? Over or under, what, what's your... She's got a new PJs on. Correct, new pajamas. He's got it. New, new dressing gown or an Udi, maybe. Maybe no Udi. dressing gown. No, I've got an Udi. You've got yeah. an Udi. Uh, yeah. She's probably used some new shampoo and shower gel. Surely shampoo, shower gel. Maybe yeah. And he said bath bomb. I don't know. Bath bomb. Bath bomb's yeah. got the thumbs up, Baz. Yes. yes. Um, I'm, You're on I'm four. Out there, like, four, four. Um, I'm, I'm all right so there. there's something in a hair. There's another thing on my hair. There's something that's tied her hair up. She asked me one night last week, Dad, have you got a do-rag I can borrow? Now, has anyone ever asked? <laughs> that was that was my question of the year. I'm a 45-year-old white... Sorry, I'm 47. 47-year-old white man. You know what I mean? Have you got well, a do-rag? If it's a, if, it's a, if it's a hair thing, then I definitely don't have one, for obvious reasons. No, Baz, no. You can, there's not much hiding under your bobble hat there. Um, foot, she is wearing two foot masks... Foot mask. Feet masks, foot mask, whatever the plural of foot mask is. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, and then some other bath shit, so yeah. Um, we're against the clock here, we're talking about foot mask. Yeah, good effort that, Baz, well played. Uh, you've got, you have got two daughters, like, so you should be in the, uh, you should be in the ballpark. Uh, next up is a, are we still on the three o'clock? No, we're going to the tea time game on Saturday, which is a 5.30 UK time, 2.30 Eastern time. Kickoff between Brighton and Arsenal. Brighton are five to two, plus two fifty. The draw is thirteen to five, plus two sixty. Arsenal eleven to ten, plus one ten. Uh, Baz, Brighton v Arsenal. Uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, go back the other day, I said I thought Arsenal might come back a bit rusty, having probably not wanted the break. Um, I mean, that certainly wasn't quite the case. But they did have a bit of a scare. You know, West Ham went one up early on. And they did turn it round in that second half spell, as I mentioned, um, and definitely deserved the win. Um, but Brighton can pose a threat here. Yeah. Brighton are a decent side, especially at home. Um, and I, I, do I trust Brighton enough to to go and get the win? Possibly not. Uh, I mean, I think I've got my starting point here. It's a two-two draw possibility. For, Ooh, fun! Um, that was where I started. So, so from there, I've gone with the both teams to score, and I think that's around. Four to five, I think, for both teams to score in this game. Um, yeah, well, what you got for Brighton Arsenal? I'm still, I'm still fading Arsenal a little bit, and it might be a little bit more in hope than anything else. Yeah, um, but I just, yeah, I've maybe gone the other way, but I might have gone with the with the old reverse jinx philosophy to see if I can get them beat by backing them. Do you know what I mean? Um, Brighton had that good win at Southampton. Deserby's doing exactly what we knew we would do. However, at home, Brighton have only won three of the last seven. Lost at home to Villa. There was a nil-nil with Forrest, a nil-one v Tottenham. As I mentioned earlier, I watched Arsenal closer than I have all season the other night against West Ham. Um, And they did look really good. They have had a nice run of fixtures, but there's everything that's been asked of them. Arsenal here are a big enough price for me to take them outright. Brighton will cause them some problems. It's going to be a bit of a fun game. They might get a goal, um, but I can see Arsenal nicking it 2-1, maybe 3-1. But Arsenal at 11-10. Odds against, um, on a good Arsenal team, again, Brighton, yeah, fun. That Southampton, again, you, you put Southampton probably up there with Everton at the minute as one of the worst two teams in the league. So didn't really change much for me for Brighton. So I'll take Arsenal here at 11-10. Uh, a yeah, price don't mind that at all. I've no big cover. I wouldn't be back in Brighton in, in this game, uh, despite the fact that I think they can make a game of it, and that's why they're both teams to score. I just, just I think Brighton can keep, may get a competitive game. Um, but yeah, I've not, you know, not, you're right. Arsenal are a good price at plus money here. But, uh, yeah. uh, we move to Sunday, uh, two o'clock kickoff, which is. Bosch, 9am, 10-11-12-1-2, yeah. Uh, Eastern time kickoff between Tottenham Hotspur and Aston Villa. Tottenham are 4-6, minus 150. The draw is 3-1. to one. Aston Villa are 4-1. to one. Um, Tottenham just remain underwhelming. We talked about it when we recapped that Brentford game. Um, they're too pragmatic and boring and dull until they're losing. Then they decide to go for it. It's a really weird setup. Um Aston Villa still haven't really settled under Unai Emery. It wasn't an ideal first fixture back for them against Liverpool. I'm possibly expecting Romero to be back for Spurs after World Cup duty. I don't trust either team here, really. Um, they're just uh, too many question marks. There's more questions than answers about here. Um, but they've both got goals in them, is what I know. Um, this is probably my most, my chalkiest play of the day. I know you've you've chucked a few out. Um both teams to score is three to four, minus one thirty-three. Um, the over two and a half goals is a little bit bigger. Um, four to five, price of minus one twenty-five. So you maybe Villa getting ahead and then Tottenham doing their usual thing, coming back and nicking it two one. Um so I'm gonna take the over two and a half goals here, Baz at four to five. Yeah, very same thing as you. I don't, don't fancy backing either team, it's just hard to, to know what to make of them. I don't think Villa played too badly against Liverpool. They did create chances, they had six shots on goal, they scored one. Um, but this Spurs team are just 
they're porous at the back, aren't they? Um, yeah. As I mentioned, I'm putting my notes, I mentioned earlier, they conceded first in the last six games in the league, nine in all games conceding the first goal. But they do rarely fail to score in games. So the both teams to score just jumps off the page. Um, they've not, Spurs haven't failed to score at home in every game this season, but they've conceded in, in 75% of the game. So, as you say, it's a chalky play, it's a short price, but both teams to score just looks looks like a gift. Um, so I'll take both teams to score on this one. Um, Villa to score first is 2-1, to one, Baz. You've just said Tottenham conceded first in how many games? Six games, games in a row, whatever. And in the league, six Villa... games. Overall, it's nine, you know, including a cup game. Okay. Um, and Villa look, did look lively the other night. Um, they, they, yeah, they made lots of chances. Like they, they were, certainly worked Liverpool at the back. Missed a good chance. Is it maybe Leon Bailey? I think shanked one um, yeah. early doors. So yeah, Villa to score first is two to one. Is certainly live. Our last game on this card then on Sunday is a four thirty kickoff. Uh, UK time eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time between Nottingham Forest and Chelsea. Where Nottingham Forest are seventeen to four, plus four twenty-five. The draws at fourteen to five, plus two eighty. Chelsea are at four to six, minus one fifty. Bars lead us off with Forest versus Chelsea. Yes, here we go. So first of all, there's a bit of a test here because um, nope. Ant from Bingham. He's one of the Bingham Town coaches. He coaches my youngest daughter. He's a big Forest fan, so he was down, he was oh. at Old Trafford yesterday, um, and I told him. Had you've listened to the podcast, I could have told him it was going to be 3 0 to Man United. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The trouble. You could have so, done. So he said to me, Where do I hear your podcast? And, and I, oh, he said, You know, he asked me, what, what have you predicted for Forest v Chelsea? And I said, Well, you have to listen to the podcast. Yes, Baz. Um, so I've sent him a link. Company, man, you are. So, so this is the first test, yeah. We'll see whether Ant is listening. If he messages me tomorrow and says, he made it to one hour and five minutes. It's it's worked out quite well. That the yeah, Forest that's was, a big effort. One as well. So we'll find out tomorrow if Ant uh, has listened. Um, if you're listening, Ant, then then fair play. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the, the previous hour and not just kept fast forwarding until this <laughs> one. I know what I did. Do. Um, I thought Forest were well, they were okay against Man United, weren't they? In, in flashes, but they're just yeah. fairly toothless up front, like they're you know, I'm going to go back to the man behind me, Mitrovic. If, if Forrest had a Mitrovic there, they'd, they'd be a better team. They just haven't got that out-and-out striker who's going to finish all the, the chances they do get. Um, but they are a different prospect at home. They've won three of the last four, and that includes sort of wins against Spurs, Liverpool and Palace, where they didn't concede a goal. Um, they had a 2-2 against Brentford in amongst that. I'm not confident enough to take Forrest to, to win the game. Um, but I think Forrest will pose a challenge for Chelsea. Uh, you know, I'm still not blown away by Chelsea. I don't, still think don't quite know if Potter knows how he wants Chelsea playing. Um, so again, on the money, like I, can't, I can't back Chelsea. I can't back Forrest. I, I just feel like I'll go for the goals. Yeah, because Forrest at home, as I say, are, they're a different different beast. You know, create a bit of an atmosphere. Um, I see Forrest scoring in this one, and it might be that you know lose lose two one or something. I think I've got it down as a two one Chelsea, possibly two two. Um, so I'll take the over two and a half. It's around even money, just short of even money, ten to eleven uh, over two point five goals in the game for me. Uh, we've been on the same track 
Um, handicap none of these games, Baz. The, the last couple of lines of my notes here are: I think Forest have a chance to stay close, lively game. Uh, Forest have been uh, decent at home; they've been loud. So, you know, they're up for it. Uh, they got at Liverpool, and um, their form is impossible to work out. Forest uh, drawn one, lost drawn one, lost in the last six. So I don't know what you meant to do with any of that. Um, Chelsea got a nice fixture against Bournemouth and took advantage of it. The Reese James injury is a bit of a blow for them. Um, Forest are unbeaten in the last four at home. Um, Chelsea haven't won in the last three on the road, including two defeats. I love this pick. This is one of my favourite picks of my card here, Buzz. Um, I think this is going to be lively early. I've gone for over one and a half first half goals. Yeah. Plus 175, price of seven to four. I reckon it's going to be... We talked about these holiday games where there's a lot of stuff going on. There's loads of goals. Um over the uh, this, this last round, as you very you pointed out, I think you said twenty eight last year. I don't know what we ended up this year, but it was twenty something. Um, I didn't didn't count them all up, um, but it was something I was going to mention. Actually, we said on the on the on the first pod about this festive period. There's always goals, and there's only one game out of ten. So we've finished the ten games now. The only one that didn't go over two point five was the Chelsea game. So nine out of ten over two point five. And there were some decent prices in amongst those as well. You know, they weren't all... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, 9 out of 10 came in over us. And, and as you say, we're still in that festive period where we can, we can see goals coming in these sort of games. So, wouldn't certainly wouldn't put you off that pick. Decent price for two goals in the first half. Like it. Yes. Um, yeah, I just think there's going to be stuff going on early doors here. Chelsea looked lively the other night. Like I say, Forrest have been, uh, Forrest been busy too. Um, I picked a parlay, Baz, because I got a bit jealous about you flexing and waving your cock around for the last two days about this this one that you picked. Um, and I felt a bit left out, so I've picked a parlay. Um, I'm gonna, I'll put mine up first, um, and then people can get to the one that we actually want to listen to. So my th- I've got a three-game a three game parlay here, Baz, which is going to be Manchester United to win, uh, Arsenal to win, and the third leg, which boosts it up, is Bournemouth Palace draw. Uh, and that three-timer... Pays 12 to 1, Baz. That's going to be my pick. Uh, Man United, Arsenal, Bournemouth Palace draw at 12 to 1. What have you fetched out? Nice. Yeah, so I've got one. I mean, I've all, I've, I've, I've finished off my picks here with my underdog of the week, which, which I sort of threw in again just because the Fulham one came off last week. I think Brentford 5 to 2 to beat West Ham and pile the pressure on David Moyes, who's, who's starting. I think the West Ham fans are starting to get a little bit sick of him, aren't they? I saw a good tweet about David Moyes yesterday saying that giving David Moyes um, per Paquita, the Brazilian, yeah. uh, the kid felt like when he'd given his nan uh, Sky Q. That was the uh, comparison <laughs> that I saw drawn. He doesn't know what to do the, with it. No idea how it works or what to do with it. Just confused yeah. by the whole thing. So, yeah, good that was point. good. Yeah, so I put down Brentford as my underdog this week, 5-2. to two. Uh, Treble, I've... You know, the treble come up last week, so the parlay for this week is, is another team goals one. Uh, you won't like all of this. Liverpool, Man United. <laughs> and the last one is Palace. I know you're not a fan of Palace. Oh, Palace. Um, but I've gone Liverpool, Palace, Man United, all to score two or more goals in the game. Uh, that comes in just over five to one. It's about plus 520, something like that. Uh, Liverpool, okay. Palace, Man United, over, over 1.5. Lovely. Uh, anything else, or have we have we cracked it, Baz? No, I think we cracked it. It's quite a long one today, isn't it? But we have had a lot to cover. Um, wrapping up ten games, I think in future as we go ahead, we're going to have a 
a sort of wrap-up show after on me on a sort of Monday Correct, night. Yeah. Um, obviously, festive period, it's a bit busy, so we haven't got the time to sort of separate them. So if people are sitting listening now at an hour and 10 minutes and thinking, Christ, these podcasts are getting a bit long, it won't always be that. I think we'll be trying yeah. to stick to the 30, 40 minutes in it. So if, if you're listening through to the end, good effort. Well uh, done. I know one of the lads in B, who is it? Is it BMCD in the Discord? Oh, yes. Who, yeah. Who told me he tailed my treble last week. Uh, and my first reply was good effort. You must have made it to the one hour mark to get that. Yeah, because yeah. You've got to listen to the end to get the get the parley in. Like. Uh, so at least we know someone is, is listening right at the end of the show. Uh, so good effort. Um, but the other thing just to mention is if people are listening, be sure to spread the word. Share our tweets, like, rate, review, subscribe on wherever you're listening to your podcast. Because we did start out as a World Cup podcast and we've got a good audience as a World Cup podcast. But it's inevitable. There's a lot of people who weren't interested in the Premier League and amongst that. So as we lose those followers, we're here now trying to build a new audience. So every bit of support people can give us is, is greatly appreciated. But the best thing people can do is like, share our tweets, uh, subscribe, give us the reviews and uh, and keep listening because we're doing good. We've, we've finished the World Cup off on a flyer. We've got the Premier League off to a really, really good start. Uh, spread the word. Help us out. Cheers. That bloke in the poll still cracking on bars. I checked today. He's still listening. Good stuff. Yeah. He hasn't got in touch with us on Twitter yet. Hello to you. Up oh, your Himalaya. Um, hope he's having a lovely time. We hope he picked some winners uh, over the over the weekend. I don't know if they have Christmas in Nepal. Um, it looks Christmassy. But yeah, thanks, Buzz. Um, echo everything you see. I won't repeat it. But yeah, um, this this holiday period is just a little bit weird because one week just seamlessly goes into the next week. Um, but yeah, we'll be able to divide these shows up. We'll get some guests on as well, uh, just to try and liven it up a little bit. Do some. Uh, fantasy stuff as well early in the week when we do the review show. So, yeah, lots more to come. But, yeah, good, great start. Uh, it's been lots of fun for me. I know Baz has enjoyed it. Uh, the Discord channel has absolutely been on uh, fire this week. So get yourself in the Discord channel. It's a good, fun place to be. If you're sitting watching football, um, get in there and have a little chat and there's plenty of sharps in there. And once Germany and France and everything, people like Joel Meyer and... Uh, uh, John Lee, people like that. All kinds of fun bets going on in there. So, uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with these bets. Hope we can make some more money over the next few days. Uh, we'll be back at some point. Keep your eyes peeled for the next 72 hours or so. And until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. 